This is The Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. When you go to the zoo, it's pretty easy to tell which monkey is the leader of the pack. It's the one strutting around with its fur all fluffed up. And if the monkey feels threatened, it goes in for the kill. Literally. Threatened monkeys kill the young of their competitors. While you likely work with humans and your young stands a good chance of remaining intact, these fluffed-up alphas are out there. And maybe you work for one. They're the reason you dread Monday mornings and are the face of your imaginary voodoo doll. This podcast was sponsored by What the Plus, Google Plus for the rest of us. If you've been wondering about Google Plus and how it works and all the ins and outs, visit whattheplus.com for Guy Kawasaki's new ebook. Toxic bosses are often insecure, volatile, screaming micromanagers who are difficult, if not impossible, to work for. This toxic spill spreads negativity, anxiety, and stress throughout the workplace. Why do these toxic bosses get to keep their jobs year after year, despite bad behavior? The answer is the toxic boss loophole. Someone higher up in the tree likes this monkey because this monkey, although he's toxic, makes money. Make no mistake, this money-making monkey is likely to stay. And in this bad economy, it seems to me that I'm receiving far more questions, far more emails asking for ways to deal with this sort of bad behavior. So what's the antidote for this poison? Firstly, understand that you aren't going to change them, and you shouldn't take it personally. Save your energy, save your emotional energy for things you can change. In this two-part series, I'll cover four things you can do to survive a toxic boss. Today, we'll cover perhaps the best but most difficult way to survive. That's to respond with professionalism. Were you two days late on your latest project? Humbly accept responsibility. Of course, your boss shouldn't be yelling or calling you names. You shouldn't have to be subjected to that. But being a toxic boss, he or she probably will. So you should resist the urge to fight back. Thankfully, you don't have to take it lying down either. The key is to remain professional at all times. For example, you could respond by saying, calling me a moron doesn't solve the problem. How about we deal with this by reviewing what went wrong and how these issues can be addressed? Or, screaming isn't a solution to this issue. Can we sit down and calmly talk about what's upsetting you and how we can address it? Drawing the line and reacting calmly and professionally will diffuse the steaming geyser and return the atmosphere, hopefully, back to a calmer state. Did you happen to catch your toxic boss on a rare occasion of professional interaction? It's critically important to praise the good behavior, but not in a condescending way. I know this process can be frustrating, and I really appreciated your patience today as I worked through these issues. Thanks. Along the same lines, come to the aid of your peers. Like you, they're likely feeling beat up too. Publicly acknowledge the accomplishments and strengths of your colleagues. Together with your coworkers, you can build a reservoir of positivity to counteract all that toxic negativity. Don't allow the boss to divide and conquer. 
Is the boss hurting your credibility by bad-mouthing you to others in the office or worse in the industry? It's best to confront with written evidence in hand. For example, in this email, you stated that I was an idiot and that I never completed the project. Here's the project timeline we agreed to. Here's your sign-off on the completed project. I'd like to discuss how we can fix this miscommunication. Again, professionalism and evidence are your weapons. Finally, consider the ultimate professional response. Be an outstanding employee with a well-known stellar reputation for good work and a positive attitude. When you're a model employee, it's really easy to deflect criticism, especially criticism that doesn't belong to you. If you consistently overperform, there's a chance that he or she will back down and begin to trust you. Next week, we'll pick up from here. In the meantime, remember, monkeys belong at the zoo, but unfortunately, they're also found in the corner offices everywhere. This is Lisa B. Marshall, the public speaker. Passionate about communication, your success is my business. Did you know that Guy Kawasaki's new ebook called What the Plus, Google Plus for the Rest of Us, it just came out. He sent me an early copy of it about a week ago. And I read through it, really a good little ebook to get started on Google+. So go to whattheplus.com and you can get your copy of the ebook. And in fact, right now, I believe that Samsung is sponsoring a bunch of free copies. So if you get over there quickly, I think you got a shot at getting it for free. But if not, it's only $2.99. No big deal. So go on over there, check it out, and join me over at Google+. Create your own profile, circle people, comment, post. You can learn how to do it all in what the Plus, Google Plus for the rest of us from Guy Kawasaki. Visit whattheplus.com to download your copy. That's whattheplus.com. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com. <laughs>